So my name is Michael Haynes, and my company is called Listen, Innovate, Grow. This, this, is, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, all the way from Australia, it is early, you guys, 6 a.m. on his end, so we are so happy that Michael Haynes is coming and giving us the game on his company, Listen, Innovate, Grow. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, thank you for coming on, because what you're doing it's like a global um, renaissance, for you know, lack of a better word, that's just going on globally. So all the way from Australia, can you tell the people what your company is doing? Uh, great. So Listen, Innovate, Grow um, works with small and medium-sized companies, helping them to build and grow their businesses. So acquiring and retaining customers. But uh, the focus of Listen, Innovate, Grow is working with those companies that want to acquire other businesses as their clients. So really working in that B2B, that business-to-business space, that's the area we focus in uh, when working with small and medium-sized companies. And are the companies, are they um, typically in Australia? Are they in Canada, your home country? Are they just global that you're working with? Um, so a uh, great question. So I'm based here in Sydney, Australia, originally from Canada. And so I work with small, medium sized businesses globally. So I've got clients here in Australia, working with a number in the US, Canada, uh, and some in Asia as well. So really working uh, virtually and globally right now. And for someone listening saying, well, I've been looking for Michael Haynes. Um, you know, where has he been? At what stage of business, you know, whether it be uh, company size or dollar amount, are your clients that you're working with? So uh, typically the clients that I work with are small, medium-sized businesses, typically in that 10 to 100-person staff in terms of employee numbers. Um, Often they're usually around that, uh, you know, two to three mil in revenue, and they're looking to really take the business to the next level. Uh, And they're looking for some guidance on how they can acquire and retain more of those business clients and customers and expand and grow their businesses. And let the folks know, and I also, you guys, links will be in the description box. What makes your company, besides your beautiful cover on your book, Listen, Innovate, Grow, you guys can go Google that and check out his beautiful website. What makes it unique? I guess what makes it unique is that it is approach about the undertaking a buyer driven approach to how you acquire, retain those business clients and customers and grow your business. So it's very practical, actionable, but it's about being buyer driven because that is the key to success when you're operating in that business to business context. So everything we do, how we work with clients is about making sure it's very relevant for small, medium sized businesses. But again, with that very buyer driven approach, uh, because that is how you acquire, retain, and grow your businesses in the B2B context. Now, for those of you who say, okay, all sounds good, but who is Michael? Why should we listen to him? Um, yes, he did go to you know, the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University, 
So if, if that kind of validates you, you know, in itself, but um, who were you? Were you always in the business? Um, were you a, you know, a blue blood where you were just kind of maybe giving money and giving business? So you oh. just mastered it at 10. Give us the game on who you are. Sure. Uh, so I uh, know I'm definitely not a blue blood. Don't I wish so? Uh, my career started out in big corporate. So I, you know, uh, did my MBA up in Canada, Dalhousie. I started working in, in big corporate, worked in a number of corporate roles in marketing, strategy, and in research, always working around, working with companies on how they can be really customer driven. So developing the right kinds of product services, um, support solutions, and marketing to build and grow their businesses. So I was in the corporate space for quite a long time until about 2010. And then, uh, Kellen, to be perfectly honest, um, learned a lot, did a lot in the corporate space, but really kind of hit that ceiling. I really wanted to do my own thing. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My cousin is an entrepreneur. Her husband's an entrepreneur. My sister has her own law practice in Toronto. So it's, it's always kind of been in the blood to kind of do my own thing. And so in 2010, I uh, took some time off, went to South America, volunteered uh, and worked with kids in a, at an orphanage, came back and then I set up my own business, uh, which was the predecessor company to Excel Consulting um, and immediately started working with small and medium-sized businesses in the uh, B2B space uh, because I recognize that a lot of small and medium-sized businesses are really good at what they do. B2B presents massive opportunities for entrepreneurs for small and medium-sized businesses if you know how to understand and navigate that landscape. And so I really wanted to get back to where I really felt my people were and um, started from 2010 and I've been here working in the uh, SME or SMB space as we call it in the United States ever since. What do you think is, you know, the number one issue you see entrepreneurs trip on that has stopped them from going to, you know, the next level? And then they read your book or they get your services and you're able to take them. What is that thing that has most people kind of stuck? Uh, I think one of the things that has a lot of small, medium businesses stuck is, is not recognizing the importance of doing of what I call that listening, gaining that in-depth understanding of the industries, the geographic markets, those business clients and customers you're going after, but also Kellen, understanding the buyer, the decision-making, understanding that buying decision-making process in the B2B space. That's often where I find that there is gaps in understanding, not having that depth of understanding, because that really drives and determines everything that that business needs to do. And how hard is it then if you have an entrepreneur and whatever success is, because I always think we're going after it, and it's like you never really get there. And if you think you're there and you're Grant Cardone, hey, it's all right. Why are you making videos every day if you're already there, right? Um, and, and you're successful. Um, what, how difficult is it to get somebody to adjust and then trust you and say, this will work? You know, do you find that to be a dance or do you have a formula that it's like, nope, I've already seen this before, seen it a hundred times, I know what to do with you, I got to shake the heavens out of you, or maybe the hell, but is there, you know, how difficult is that? Uh, usually it's not too difficult because a lot of the... Uh business owners and CEOs of these small, medium-sized businesses that I'm working with, they're really looking to grow and they know that they've gotten stuck because they don't have a strategy or they've tried certain things and hasn't worked. So they're very open to new ideas and new approaches on what it takes to take their business to the next level. Um, I also have developed a framework and approach called the Listen, Innovate, Grow B2B framework, which is based on a 
quite a bit of research and case studies examining other companies, uh, both companies that I've worked with, but also other companies in terms of how they've been able to get that uh, sustainable, profitable growth. So it's usually uh, through a combination of educating them of where they're at, where they need to be, showing them this framework and this process uh, that small and medium sized owners that are really growth oriented are really quite open and receptive to start moving forward and taking the steps necessary. You know, planning is one of those things that um, sometimes people get into a business, they have their business plan, they fulfill all of that, and they, again, they're stuck. Now, I want to know about your planning when you went to go volunteer. Did you know after you volunteered that you would start your own business, and did you know that what it would be in? Or did you get the Eureka moment while volunteering abroad and say, oh, I can go do this? Um, I just want to try to get in your head a little bit. Uh, sure. So when I went on that trip to South America, I went for four months and I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do some giving back because I'm very big on giving back and, and helping others. And so it was while I was um, working at that uh, after school program in an indigenous village in Peru, I was kind of mulling over in my head what I wanted to do next. Um, the corporate world has been good to me in terms of learning a lot, learning a lot around business to business and learning around different approaches on how you understand customers, how you work with clients so a good training ground for me but i knew for me really just wasn't wasn't a fit it was kind of what do they say you're the square peg in a round hole it wasn't really aligning for me and so it was was during that trip in south america what i was thinking about what do i want to do where are my strengths so that was sort of i guess the um thinking time where i was doing some of my own listening to myself and and starting to innovate and think how i was going to move forward so that trip was quite um significant in terms of kind of setting me on the path towards where i am now and you talk about giving back, and this is one of my signature questions where I love to ask entrepreneurs, what is their give back that they're doing or that they plan on doing in the future? So with that, that's what I'm asking you. Okay, so uh, great question, Kellen. So for me, my theme is very much around empowerment, empowering small, you know, current small and medium-sized business owners and managers to take their business to the next level and also working with aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, so in that regard, I do do some volunteering. I've done, um, you know, volunteering at workshops, strategy sessions at the Sydney School of Entrepreneurship uh, here in Sydney, Australia. I've sat in on some panels and been involved in events with Startup Canada. They just had a... Uh, panel or, uh, talking about black entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship. I was a guest speaker at last year's inaugural session. Uh, and then I participated again uh, this year. So where there's opportunities for me to give back to, um, you know, help aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, whether it's through speaking engagements, workshops, uh, I definitely try to participate in that. Uh, because again, I'm very big on empowerment. And I do really do believe entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship through B2B is the way to freedom, growth, and the impact that uh, folks are seeking. And when you talk about, you know, uh, Black entrepreneurship, is Australia going through the same, um, again, renaissance that we see in America where, you know, folks are more Black people, more women, more everybody is just having business and they're allowed to be them. Or is, I know in music, Australia's sometimes 10 to 20 years behind, especially in hip hop. But, you know, in business, are you seeing that people can wear their hair like they want, bring who they want to the table and not have to put necessarily a Caucasian face in front of the business? 
I would say particularly when you're talking a lot of your growing companies and certainly with your tech startups and your growing companies. Um, so less of those, you know, big corporate old beasts in those growing companies, innovative companies, you're definitely seeing a lot of that where people are showing up, you know, in t-shirt and jeans and, you know, you don't have to have, you know, wearing the suit. Um, and it is a lot more about more inclusivity, being more innovative and being able to bring your ideas to the fold. So in these more emerging, more, um, yeah, leading edge organizations, definitely so. Um, in some of your traditional sectors, investment banking, uh, you know, the big corporates, it's still very much old school. Uh, but here in Australia, I would say, like many other markets, a lot of people, people of color, women, they are looking at how they can empower themselves and create their own destiny through setting up their own businesses, doing their own thing, very much uh, occurring here in Australia. And the recent events with the pandemic, I think has gotten a lot of people rethinking and reevaluating exactly, you know, what they want to do and how they want to move forward. Do you see any um, maybe um, sectors in business uh, with, you know, the term Black Lives Matter and Black Business Matters where, you know, a company in Australia can link up with a company in America, which can link up with a company maybe in Cameroon or Sierra Leone and using that power to say, look, I have resources here you don't have, and I'm going to ship and we're going to build like Voltron. Um, honestly, I can't say I've seen that on a large scale where there's opportunity, where there's tends to be a lot of those kind of synergies and outreach and linkages. It's probably more in the technology sector and in the tech startup space where you're seeing a lot of that kind of um, that forward, that global thinking in terms of that global and collaborative um, thinking and, and, and innovation. It's probably more so in the tech startup space, but I can't honestly say I've seen that a lot from an Australian perspective uh, with what's happening in here to a small degree, but um, I'm seeing that kind of happening more with the likes of what's happening in the US and in Canada, for which I have a number of clients and colleagues. That's where I'm seeing it more on a, on a broader scale. Awesome, and you guys, again, his book, Listen, Innovate, Grow. You can get it on Amazon, but you know, for those of you who say, but I don't even have that, that much money to go get it on Amazon request it then from your local library until they get it. You know, there's no reason why you cannot get this book. And, you know, even you could download some free chapters on his website, um, you know, as a, as a teaser, but you're going to need the full thing. Uh, with the book, um, uh, will this be, do you have another one on deck ready to go? Um, so with this book, Listen, Innovate, Grow, I'm probably going to be looking next year to do a bit of an update on it in terms of just uh, adding what I've seen in terms of uh, what are some of, the, some of the recent trends and some of the developments in the B2B space. So a second edition is definitely on its way. Um, but this first book, Listen, Innovate, Grow, is quite evergreen. It goes through the Listen, Innovate, Grow framework, which really Listen, Innovate, Grow, those are the three key activities that businesses, you know, small, medium-sized businesses, but really all businesses need to be doing on a systematic basis if you want to acquire, retain those business clients and customers and grow your business. Those are the three key activities, listening, innovating, growing, that you need to be doing in a very um, practical but strategic buyer-driven approach in order to meet those objectives. So that's really what it's all about. And I can take you through the framework quickly if, if, if you'd like me to. Take the time, yes. You teach. We're here to learn. Okay, sure. So
So first of all, so the first part is listening. And listening is all about gaining an in-depth understanding on three levels. First is listening to you. So that's listening to you as the uh, business owner, as the CEO of, of your company, and understanding your goals and your vision. It's also about understanding your company itself in terms of its strengths. You know, what are its key strengths, its key capabilities? Where are you having success? Are there certain kinds of clients and customers? Are there certain kinds of industries where you're being successful? Are there certain um, components of your products and service portfolio where you're getting a lot of customers, making lots of revenue? So it's really having an understanding internally as the business owner and the company where you're at. So that's listening to you. The second element is listening to the market. So that's listening to those industries geographic markets, uh, both that those that you're currently serving and those that you're wishing to serve. So understanding what are the, you know, what are the key drivers? What are the key developments? What are the trends going on? Understanding who are your competitors that are going on. Very important that you have that external view and in-depth understanding of those industries and markets that you're going after. Um, so you're going to know what are the requirements, what are the needs of those, of those within those respective industries and markets. Then the third level of listening is listening to the customer. Now, this is where the, this is where often in B2B, many folks get it wrong because it's not just enough to understand the customer as the organization. So for example, let's say you're an IT company and you want to get into American Airlines, for example. It's not enough just to understand about American Airlines generally in terms of, in terms of its goals and its uh, strategic orientation, key objectives. You need to understand, let's say you're an IT company and you specialize in providing uh, project management and, and IT planning services, you need to understand within American Airlines, who are the buyers of those kinds of IT consulting services? Because that, Kellen, is who you need to target in terms of your marketing and sales activities. So listening to you is about listening on those three levels, listening to you as the, your business owner in the company, listening to the industry in the market, and listening to customers. Um, and there are a variety of tools and approaches that you can use to gain that understanding in terms of listening. And that can be things like secondary research, um, understanding uh, going to industry and professional associations so you can understand what are the trends and what's happening within those respective industries. Um, using the likes of LinkedIn, um, going on to company websites. So there's a variety of things, talking to customers, co talking to prospects. Those are the variety of things that you can do to do that listening because listening will give you the clarity and the focus to tell you what industries, markets, and customers you should be focusing on to build and grow your business. So that's listening. Then we talk about innovating. Now, innovating is how you win. Innovating is how you're going to build and grow that business. And when we talk about innovating, people often think about technology, um, about features and technology. But in terms of innovation, we're talking about business innovation. So what new introductions, what changes, improvements can you make looking holistically across your business? And you want to look at it across five key areas. Product innovation. So there are opportunities to uh, make product improvements, new product line extensions. Um, services. So what services can you offer? So for example, again, to use an IT company as an example, could you provide additional service and support such as access to experts, uh, providing consulting services, reporting services? So that's service innovation. Then we have organizational innovation. Organizational innovation is something I think all small and medium-sized businesses should be looking at. So things like strategic alliances, joint ventures. Um, can you co-create? So can you co-create a product and service with some of your existing clients? Um, it could be also around co-creating with another 
product and service provider. So you're an IT company and you might join forces with a marketing agency and you might put on, let's say, a half day workshop because you're both targeting the same kinds of customers. So joining forces in order to gain visibility and acquire customers, that's a form of organizational innovation. Could be around process innovation, new systems and processes. And then there's marketing innovation in which you're going to be looking at introducing new marketing strategies new um, specific B2B strategies. Two uh, B2B marketing strategies that I think all small and medium-sized businesses should consider is one, micro-influencer marketing. So who are the go-tos that your business customers, those business buyers, do they go to when they're, when they're seeking recommendations and advice because they're looking to buy a product and service? So that could be a leading industry expert. So, so someone who's big in an industry and professional association. It could be the blogs or podcasts of, of what these business decision makers are reading and listening to. Because you want to align yourself with those organizations, with those people to see how you can market to them. Very low cost, Helen, but can be extremely effective in gaining that reach, visibility, and credibility. So those are the five kinds of business innovations that you want to be looking at across your business to see where you can make new introductions, changes, improvements in alignment with the industry, market, and customer needs. That is what we do the business innovation, and that's how you're going to win. And then finally is grow. And so grow is all about what are your approaches to grow? And that could be, are you going to go after new markets? new customers, new products and services, where you sell those to existing customers, new customers, or combinations thereof. And we call those the pathways to growth. So what are those different paths you're going to take to grow the business? Then as you're growing your business, you need to be thinking about how you're going to manage and maintain that growth. So as your company goes from 20 people to 50 people to 100 people, there's going to be changes in processes, changes in um processes, procedures, your organization. So you need to be, be putting um, mechanisms in place to manage the change as the organization is changing. Your people and culture, so making sure you're managing your people. So as you're bringing new people into the organization, more management levels, more teams, are you making sure that you're uh, empowering those, those, those staff members, making sure they're getting what they need to grow and develop themselves as employees, as individuals? Are you putting the right procedures in place to maintain the culture and the environment that you have when you started out as a five or a 10 person organization where it was very inclusive, very innovative, very entrepreneurial? What processes, what mechanisms are you putting in place to maintain that culture? So listen, innovate, grow. These are the three activities that businesses need to be taking on an ongoing basis in order to acquire, retain those business customers and ultimately grow their business. So that, in a nutshell, uh, is the listen, innovate, grow framework, uh, which I use as the basis to take clients through and working with them as they're looking to build, scale, grow and scale their businesses. I, I love it. And you guys, if that went any over your head, just rewind it and go back, take it step by step, write it down. And there's no shame in rewind and writing it down and saying, let me go look into some of this, these things. Now, I have to ask you a question because I love the way you broke that down. But you being a Canadian, I know that the, Canadi the Canada Investment Fund for Africa uh, gave over $43 million and you're in Australia. In Australia, it's on record that they're invested over a little over a billion dollars. Do you have any companies or maybe even, you know, your personal business um, to put a foothold on Africa? Because us 
as the diaspora are getting options now to get citizenship in places like Sierra Leone, um, Ghana a little bit, even Nigeria, if you know the right person. And this is all legally, people. I'm not talking about anything under the table. Um, anything, you know, in Africa, because there's so much infrastructure and business growth happening there, um, just, just have to ask. Uh, I am aware of, I've come across a few, there have been a few venture capitalist companies that are looking as part of their uh, go-to-market strategies. That has been an area that they have been looking at. Um, I've come across a few tech startups as well, uh, which they have recognized the market opportunities over in Africa. So things are starting to happen uh, there. And uh, yeah, some of the venture capitalists have turned, they've, they've recognized the market opportunity. So it's on their radar. So, so things are starting to happen. Um, and particularly, I would say, particularly from the technology sectors is where there I've, I've seen companies that are really starting to take a look to say, oh, there's a lot here in terms of uh, great market potential. And in terms of uh, untapped opportunities relative to other markets, it's an area that is starting to get a, getting a lot more, more focus because recognizing the potential uh, and that it, it's still relatively under the radar, although that is starting to change because more and more folks are starting to recognize, say, oh, um, yeah, so it, it's starting to change. It's starting to move in the right direction, which is quite encouraging. No, I, I love it. And I hope you guys love this information and that you stuck with us through the end. Some of you might have stuck us through the end because you're like, is this Van Jones or his little brother? Let me hear about this, you know, this $100 million game. But no, this is Michael Haynes, if that's why you, you know, just stuck with us. And he's all the way from Australia. Tell the people where they can find you, Michael, and please leave them with any words that, you know, of encouragement, um, you know, so they can tap in, tune in and check you out. Sure. So um, the uh, best place to contact me, uh, you can go to my website, listeninnovategrow.com. There I have a wealth of information in terms of articles, videos, podcasts, interviews, which will provide uh, other tools, templates, and resources to really help you educate and get you started on your path of how you're going to acquire, retain those business clients and grow your business. So listeninnovategrow.com um, is where there's lots of information there. Um, by all means, I'm also very active on LinkedIn as well. So please look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Michael Haynes, and uh, connect with me there as, uh, as well. You guys have been blessed by the game. If you do nothing else, share this with somebody. It will change their life. Be blessed. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com.
Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.